Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Pioneer Podcast. We are thrilled to be joined today by Melissa Kutcher-Reinhardt, our head coach of our women's gymnastics program, and uh, just in her 21st year, which means, Melissa, you started when you were just a young toddler, and so an incredible career. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Good. Well, we'll have a great conversation today. Uh, we'll start. We're on Zoom today for a very obvious reason, but we're uh, filming this in kind of the middle of the coronavirus situation that our world finds itself in. Uh, just give us an overview of how you're dealing with that with the gymnastics program right now. Well, first, you know, our prayers and thoughts go out to everyone around the world who's been affected by this, our economy, people's health and well-being, and just know that, you know, our love and prayers are out there for the world. So um, as far as a Denver gymnastics team, we are taking it all in strides, as is everyone else. Um, We're very fortunate. Our team has great character, and we're looking forward to when the NCAA approves it to really building out a summer curriculum. And that might be virtually instead of here in person, but I still think there's a lot we can accomplish. That's awesome. So your team before the season abruptly ended uh, had a lot of adversity um, and you kept bouncing back, kept bouncing back uh, in great ways. How did you do that? How did you coach them through that? Well, I love to say it's coaching, but I can take absolutely no credit for it. It's having tremendous, a tremendous coaching staff. Um, it's tr- having tremendous student athletes and it's everyone coming together. You know, I think there are so many silver linings in the adversity. Last year, when we finished fourth in the country, there was obviously a legacy with athletic performance. And this year, I feel just as strongly there's a legacy in terms of grit and a legacy in terms of resiliency. And I'm just as proud as this team, even if the athletic performance piece doesn't necessarily show it. Right. Well, in related to that, Melissa, you make no secret that you recruit for character first uh, when you're looking for student athletes. Why is that so important to you? How did you get to that place where that became your number one recruiting characteristic? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, You know, it's been a team developing our philosophy and which is to build a championship tradition based on a foundation of teamwork, character, and excellence. And to have those three words, teamwork, character, and excellence be more than just words, but actually have actions behind it. And I credit, honestly, a phenomenal staff, Jimmy Pratt, Lena Skaveka, our recruiting coordinator, who's done a fantastic job, Jessica Lopez, Julie Campbell, our director of sports medicine, just having such an incredible staff and being surrounded by great people. And I think we really felt like you could have great students, you could have great gymnasts, but you have to have great character. Um, And when recruiting, it's changed a little bit over the evolution of the last 20 plus years. Um, When recruiting was even earlier, until the NCAA rules changed that just recently. And they were so young, it was even more important, but it continues to be just as valuable and important that you might not know them before they get here. You know, you might not, but if you find the right character, even if they stray gymnastically or athletically, or if they have about quarter academically, hopefully they're gonna go back to the core of who they are. And the core of who they are that character piece is what matters so much. That's going to be where they build 
the integrity, the values, the passion for their sport, the teamwork, that striving for excellence. That's so awesome. And character, especially in the short recruiting notice we have, it, it is so difficult to measure. It's so much easier to attend an athletic competition, to watch film, uh, to look at GPAs and transcripts. But judging character is so vitally important, and you're doing such a great job with that. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, so one thing you do in your program is you do summer reading. And um, how many years have you been doing that? Oh, several years now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So last year's book was what? The Power of a Positive Team by John Gordon. Okay. And so probably a great book to pick. <laughs> we encountered everything that happened this season. So how did the work you and your team put in this summer help you during this year? Actually, that's funny. We were just talking about that the other day, and I think it allowed us to continue to push forward, even through the adversity. It allowed other people, it continued to build a culture where people had to step up, <laughs> where they had to be counted on. And sure, that's great experience for our first-year student athletes or great experience in general, but it's that willingness to keep, it doesn't matter how many times you've been knocked down, but to continue to get back up. And I think all the effort we put in in the summer with the summer reading through John Gordon's amazing workshops and um, tools gave us that, I think, resiliency to continue to move forward. And again, that's just why I'm so incredibly proud of the, for most outsiders, they wouldn't know for us to finish seventh in the country with the type of adversity we've had has been pretty remarkable. And I really feel like this is just another stepping stone and building block to our ultimate goals. That's great. And you know, John visited campus in September and he was able to spend some time with your team specifically. And I was so impressed uh, with the student athletes on the gymnastics team, they hadn't just read the book, like <laughs> with sticky notes everywhere and they had notes and they were asking questions. They were totally engaged. Um, where does that come from with them, that curiosity? Well, you know, I think part of it's hopefully when we're recruiting, <laughs> again, you're recruiting that kind of student athlete, that kind of character. I think everyone's at a different place in a different time, and it's okay. It's about being authentic and genuine to where you are in that moment, in your growth, in your critical thinking skills, in your maturity. Um, and I do, honestly, as a coach, I am incredibly spoiled. We all are as our staff in terms of having young women that can think like that and will go above and beyond and not just do something, but do something with excellence. And hopefully, if that's the culture we've created, that they would have that not just in their athletic performance piece, but their academic piece and seeing it in something even like this with how seriously they take the growth mindset piece and what can they learn. Awesome. So let's switch a little bit to how you built this program, right? You're an overnight <laughs> success, right? 21, 21 years later, an overnight <laughs> success. Um, but you've really worked hard, you yourself, as the head coach to build this program. Um, you know, last year with a sold out meet in Magnus Arena, over 6,000 people, and that prompted us this year to transition most of the meets into Magnus Arena so we could get all the fans in that we could. Uh, explain the process you go through and that you've been through to build the program. <laughs> That's such a great question. It's not often you have time to be reflective. Um, I would, one, continue to say, although I know it sounds a little bit 
uh, redundant. You know, I didn't do it alone. I have been surrounded by people who are experts in their area, who have unbelievable knowledge and expertise, who love and support this program from the administration to nutrition, to sports medicine, to sports psychology, to strength and conditioning, and all the incredible resources that we have at the University of Denver, not just on the campus, but also in the athletic department. I think my job is to surround myself with people that are certainly better than I am, <laughs> um, and everyone has their area of expertise. I've always been so appreciative that people who've invested time and energy in this program don't just do it for money. They do it for love, um, and I've been very fortunate with that. I think I laugh when you ask me the question, because if I look back, at those first several years of my head coaching career, I would probably owe our alums a very big apology for <laughs> how young I was and how many mistakes I made and how much growth there need growth there needed to be and room for improvement. But I think that one of the things I've been the most proud of um, is that I have tried to um, continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to challenge myself. And that's one of the things I'm the most proud of. That's great. Um, one of our great supporters here at the University of Denver always tells me life's a team game. <laughs> Each other to win that game. And you just illustrated it perfectly, right? None of us do anything alone in this industry. It takes, it takes a team. It takes our whole community to get us there. Um, early, though, and you continuing to do, you do a lot of work yourself going to the local gyms, going to the youth programs, you know, inviting them to meets. Um, did that come naturally to you? Did, you? did you have to work at that from a leadership standpoint for yourself? So um, I will kind of give you the, ev the quick evolution. <laughs> Obviously, lucky enough and fortunate and blessed enough to be an athlete, University of Florida, and then go to the University of Michigan, where I learned from a phenomenal head coach who's still there, um, and then when I, the opportunity at Denver came about, I mean, there were so many, again, people who were instrumental in my decision to move from Michigan to Denver to take, in Michigan, I was the assistant coach to come here to Denver as the head coach, um, too many to name and very, very important people, but I'll start with two that made all the difference in the world. And that's Chancellor Emeritus Ritchie and Joy Burns, former chairman of the board of trustees. And I remember meeting with them and thinking to myself, their vision, um, their passion, um, their striving for excellence, but how they did it with integrity and the role models that they were. And that led me to the University of Denver. Obviously, University of Denver did have and continues to have a rich, deep legacy and tradition in gymnastics, whether that's at a different divisional level or whatever it might be. They had done a fantastic job here long before I got here and tr many, many tremendous alums long before I got here. Um, but when I did get here um, and I did realize the differences <laughs> between maybe where I was at different or previous institutions, it did become very quickly, I noticed I was going to have to expand my skill set and my knowledge base. And you know what? It's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, being able to be um, certainly no expert, but learning the different things that make up a program, whether that's budget and finance, marketing, game event management, recruiting, development, administration. And, you know, those are opportunities that I actually had to learn being at Denver that I think has created 
you know, some well, being a well-rounded program that I might not have had to do at a different institution. So in, in a way, I'm really thankful that I got those opportunities. And so yes, now we can be strategic about how we work in development or how we do create an audience. And we're so thankful to the Denver community and to all our fans and friends and alumni and season ticket holders, how they have come out and support these tremendous student athletes that we are continually watch our attendance rise and it's been very exciting. It's an amazing event. And for anybody watching that has been to a DU gymnastics meet, you have to come. It's one of the most fun things I've ever been involved with. It's awesome. <laughs> so you mentioned you yourself, you were an elite gymnast as a, as a youth and then in college at, at the University of Florida. Um, what do you love about gymnastics? Why did you choose this as your career? Yes. Um, thank you for saying that, but I was no elite gymnast. <laughs> um, I was going to say um, I was average at best, um, but yes, yeah, still fortunate enough to be able to compete, you know, at University of Florida. Um, I, you know, I love the challenge of the sport. I love um, that, you know, you can challenge yourself. It does take time to learn, you know, and then you see the rewards of that. I love as a coach bring together different people toward achieving a common goal. I love the working with the student athletes, teaching, mentoring, life skills. Um, but the sport itself just has so much power, and, but yet grace and flexibility and strength and the determination in any sport, it's not really just gymnastics, that it takes to do it at a high level consistently and continue to strive for excellence is just something I really um, energizes me. Right, so speaking of all those things you just described, I, I can't imagine a better representative of all of those characteristics than Maddie Carr. Mm -hmm. Maddie, <laughs> she exudes joy uh, when she's performing uh, in a way that I've never seen before with a, with a student athlete and then outside of competitions, she's even more impressive as a person and as a student. Can you just talk a little bit about Maddie Carr? Oh, I'd be happy to talk about Maddie Carr. Um, you know, we have had, sometimes it's hard as a coach to single out one athlete. Um, we're all so focused on team, team, no superstar, everyone works together. Um, and we've had, we've been with even my volunteer assistant coach, Jessica Lopez, and we've had some tremendous alumni and student athletes on this team. So sometimes it's hard to talk about one individual, but Maddie's, uh, Maddie's career obviously just ended. So it's the perfect time to have that conversation. It ended so abruptly, obviously with us, uh, them ruling our season incomplete due to the coronavirus and not having a last regular season meet conference regionals or nationals. But um, I can tell you, she is tremendous. Um, one of the things I admire the most about Maddie is you see it, she's one of the most competitive people I've ever met. And that alone is inspiring. Whether you are an athlete or you are a coach, her competitiveness rubs off on people. <laughs> and then you find yourself in a positive way, continuing to push that competitiveness, whether you're again a teammate or even a coach, continuing to raise the bar, continuing to set the goals higher. And she allows you to do that with her competitiveness and her consistency. But one of my favorite things about Maddie, it's as easy for a superstar, quote unquote, 
to not be the one who works so hard in the gym or think things will come naturally or they can perform without practicing. And she does none of the above. She has the integrity where her words and her actions match. How hard she works in the gym is a reflection of how well she does in competition. She truly leads by example and she's such a role model um, in and outside the gym with her decision making. It's an incredible story, and I can't wait to see where life takes Maddie Carr. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Um, Melissa, um, let's let's talk about you in your life. Um, when you think about values and leadership and those sorts of things, uh, how do you wrestle with that in your in your own life in your own style? Yeah, you know, I think it, I'm going to go with it. It's a journey, <laughs> and I'm going to go with as you have more experiences and you age, like one of the beauties of aging is, you know, you really do have that moment to, to look and reflect on your own values. What is important to you? How do you lead? And it continues to grow and it continues to evolve and it continues to change. I think one of the most important things to me is being authentic. You know, there's so many people that you have the ability to learn from. There's tremendous books and tremendous workshops and people have been incredibly successful and mentors and life coaches and you know just people were all lucky enough to be surrounded by that all bring something to the table that you can learn something from but I think in younger years it could have been easy to get distracted by almost all that information and then try to be like someone else <laughs> instead of trying to be who you are and I think once I settled into a groove of these are the things that I value and I'm going to be authentic to my style, my temperament, my personality, my love and or joy. And I'm not going to be concerned about expressing that love or joy, um, but yet also having a strong work ethic, which is obviously a very big core value to me personally and to our teams. But blending that you can have high expectations, you can have joy and love but you can also, you can bring them together. And I think that that authenticity part has, and has been important to me over the last few years. I love that authentic leadership, I, th I think is one of the most difficult things we learn as we age and <laughs> experience and gain more wisdom. Uh, we learn to be ourselves, but with very strong values and, and very strong thoughts about leadership and, and those things, but it has to be authentic or I think even more so, um, people will see right through it if it's not authentic. Yes, I agree. So um, talk to us about the what's next for DU Gymnastics. What's the vision for the program moving mm -hmm. forward? Um, how do you feel about next season and beyond? Yeah, thank you so much for asking that question. Um, I'm incredibly excited. I look at our um, five incoming freshmen who are tremendous student athletes and in every sense of the word they do encompass our character our teamwork our excellence they have had athletic tremendous athletic performance before coming to denver they show that integrity and that character they're going to be excellent students um, so we're obviously incredibly excited to have them. We have a phenomenal group of returners. We're excited to have Lindsay back and Mia back and, and some of the, even Victoria, some of our athletes who are out, get them back, get them healthy at our five incoming freshmen. We have such a great core group of returners, including the freshmen who competed 
a lot this year as they continue to step up, step up after these injuries and or adversities and did a phenomenal job. So they got a tremendous amount of experience very early on. Um, I really think the sky's the limit. Obviously, our goal is to be the best collegiate women's gymnastics team in the country. We have goals of winning a national championship. But we aren't going to do it by focusing on winning. We aren't going to do it. We're going to do it one day at a time. We're going to do it with integrity. We're going to stay in the moment. We're going to enjoy the journey of what we're doing. And I think those are the things that we'll be reinforcing. So one thing you said I think is very important for the future of the program. You had so many student athletes this season have to step up, right? Uh, we had some injury adversity in our starting lineup. Um, what did you say to those student athletes? How did you them? How did you challenge them uh, when the team needed them to step up? You know, um, I would, again, I, I would like to say it's just me, but it's, it's not just me. I think we all did it in our own way. My, my personality or my way of doing it might be very different than, again, my assistant coaches, Lena, Jimmy, and Jessica, and then tremendous leadership on our team, tremendous, and you don't have to be a captain to be a leader. And I think our team, just building the culture, having the preseason, owned that challenge. And so, yes, of course, we did our best as a coaching staff to, to help redirect them, to make sure our goals were realistic, to challenge them to step up. But really, we didn't have to do, we didn't have to do much of anything. They took that ownership on themselves. And I think that's honestly the pride they have now in Denver Gymnastics and the legacy that's been built by again, phenomenal alums and coaches before me to have now, they do really feel this sense of pride and legacy that they're gonna work really hard not to let the team down, their institution down, our athletic department down. So they just did such a great job stepping up. Well, Melissa, you're, you're, you're being very kind and you, you have led this program uh, in where it is today and it's so impressive and I'm so grateful to be able to work with you. Thank you for that. Uh, Melissa Kutcher Reinhardt, one of the very best coaches and one of the very best people I know. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Carlton, I can't thank you enough. Thanks for having me.